the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a Friday afternoon. Thanks for being with us today. Sun's shining, but it is uh, another dark day here in the city of Pittsburgh, is it not? I'm sure you've heard by now the news that there has been a shooting outside of a Brighton Heights church for a funeral at uh, noon today. Six people have been shot, one critically, and uh, of course, the violence continues on and on and on. Kath, welcome to you. Incredibly sad to hear that. Just, I don't know, I'm already in a state of mourning over what we allowed to happen to our communities. I'm not, I don't have any good ideas for how to stop it. I don't know. But I'm just, if you got an idea, boy, I mean, mean, clearly in these people's lives, right? uh, Something's got to change, but nothing's going to change because you got kids, you got kids with guns who are all machismo. Uh, no God, no father, no leadership, nothing in their lives that they hang on to. So they devalue human life Mm -hmm. and you settle your skirmishes, whatever that is, the turf wars or whatnot with a gun. The funeral of a uh, young man who was killed in the shooting on Cedar Avenue last week. And so, of course, it's violence upon violence. But, you know, it just made me think of the two women who were waiting for the bus that night. You know, one's in her... 50s, once in our 30s. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Is there I, nothing sacred? I don't. I, how do you how do you put that vision in someone's life, right? The holiness of God creation of who we are as human beings, the holiness of it all. We've lost that in society. What do you mean the holiness of it all? That God has created us. How yeah, can we so not people, look at each yeah, other yeah. and see us yeah, yeah, as yeah. sons and daughters, yep. right? All, all deeply connected instead of what? I know, and just... A grudge? A game? Yeah. I don't know. A turf war? Something that's so nothing. Doesn't mean anything. Heaven help us. Anyway, without further ado, Kath, please, uh, as the news continues on, give us the top four at four. John, for Friday, October 28th, 2022, number one. As John said, six people shot outside of a Brighton Heights church this afternoon during a funeral service. One victim in critical condition at Allegheny General Hospital, according to the Trib, while others suffered less serious injuries, one also at Children's Hospital. The funeral was for John Hornizes, age 20, a Northside resident shot and killed during a triple shooting October 15th, as I said, on Cedar Avenue. Uh, Friday's funeral took place at Destiny of Faith Church at Benton and Brighton. A call for shots fired came in at 12.04 p.m. Police said it appears at least 30 rounds were fired in the shooting. Um, No information released about any suspects, but more than likely more than one gunman. Number two, Twitter Incorporated is now owned, as you probably already know, 
by Elon Musk. And so you might be worried about all of the top executives that Mr. Musk fired when he came to power. Well, don't, because... The top two executives that formerly worked for Twitter are likely to collect severance packages totaling just over $100 million following their firing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crocodile tears. Uh, CEO Parag Agrawal likely to receive $57.5 million, including $56.4 million in equity. Uh, departing CFO Ned Siegel's exit package likely to total total forty four and a half, and Mr. Agarwal also would receive a million dollars in cash. Mr. Siegel would receive six hundred thousand, <laughs> reflecting a year's salary apiece. Now this is not sounding so bad. Number two. The Biden administration today levied sanctions against an Iranian foundation that has sponsored a bounty on the writer Salman Rushdie, who was stabbed in August at Chautauqua Institution on stage. Mr. Rushdie, who spent years under police protection after Iranian leaders called for his execution over the book he wrote called The Satanic Verses. We remember he was stabbed several times, and just a few days ago it was announced by his publicist that he lost an eye and an arm, actually the use of a hand in that attack. U.S. officials say elements of the Iranian regime are liable because of their support for the fatwa issued by the country's then Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini in 1989, demanding Mr. Rushdie's death over the satanic verses. That's from the Wall Street Journal. And number four, John, the World Series begins tonight at Minute Maid Park. The Houston Astros are hosting the Philadelphia Phillies. In USA Today, there was a profile in an interview with Astros manager Dusty Baker, age 73. And if he wins, he'll become only the third black manager to win a World Series in baseball history. He'd also, of course, be recognized as one of the greatest managers in the history of the game and one of the not one of. I misspoke. The. the oldest manager to ever achieve the feat. And, of course, he will already be inducted in Cooperstown. That is your top four at four. And you want to hear some bad news? <laughs> More? This is the first World Series since 1950. Think how long ago 1950 was that there will not be a single black player on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird thing about the World Series is they'll be playing in November. Isn't that? It used to be the October Classic. Yeah. Now baseball has structured itself where they're trying to squeeze every cent out of every possible the team. So they've expanded the playoffs. I mean, truly, I, I, I kind of hope it snows in Philadelphia. Well, it very well might it snow could. in Philadelphia. Yeah, of course. Right. And, okay, so you're, it's the... I would imagine the there's interest that's probably pretty low in this World Series. You've got the Houston Cheaters. Right. And you get the Phillies. They were the sixth seed in the playoffs. They only won 86 games. That makes me like them. Mm. They had the second highest payroll in baseball. Do they really? Yeah, they I did. did not know that. Yep. So, I okay. Mean, well, so we know how it works and yeah. we know why the Pirates can't succeed. Mm, in a way. Yeah. Right. Who will you be rooting for? Uh, probably no one. Do you like Dusty Baker? I love Dusty Baker. Okay. You know yeah. what he said today mm. in USA Today? The Lord has chosen me to do this. He said, even when I didn't want to, there were times I didn't want any part of this game. I know how this game is, but this game is also taking care of me, my family, my friends, Mm -hmm. and everybody. So does that make you want to root for Houston? I'm not rooting for Houston. No, 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 really. I'm not doing that. And it's hard for me to root for the Phillies as well. Why? You have such a hard time because it's Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. but the Phillies aren't the same as the Flyers. doesn't matter. Okay. It's kind of like New York. And in case you're keeping track, the Steelers are playing the Eagles on Sunday. Right. Looks to be a a (laughs) long-suffering weekend. Penn State tomorrow and Pitt tomorrow evening. 
I can't see any of that going well. Probably not. Take a quick break. We're going to talk jazz in a few minutes. Mary Lou Williams and her life. 101.5 WORD. Old Testament feasts like Passover and the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles had special meaning for Jewish people in their immediate historical context, but they were also prophetic shadows of Jesus and meaningful for today's believers. Now, you can download the free booklet by Rabbi Schneider of Discovering the Jewish Jesus entitled God's Seven Holy Days, a comprehensive guide to understanding the fall holy days and how Jesus fulfills them. Download your free copy today at Word FM slash feast. John Fetterman is too extreme for Pennsylvania. This is Matt Schlapp, chairman of CPAC Action Pack. By supporting 87,000 new IRS agents, trillions in new government spending, and stimulus checks for criminals and illegals, Democrats put loyalty to Biden, Pelosi, and Sanders above the needs of your family. Democrats are wrong on the border. They repeatedly oppose closing the border, leading to more human trafficking, drug smuggling, and violent crime. Democrats are also extremists on abortion, supporting unregulated abortion, even in the last trimester, funded by taxpayers. Let's send Washington, D.C. socialists a message. John Fetterman, he's wrong for Pennsylvania. Paid for by CPAC Action Pack. Not affiliated with any candidate or candidate committee. www.cpacactionpack.com. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. That's Pittsburgh legend Mary Lou Williams on piano. I think if you ask the average Pittsburgher, they might know her name. 
But they probably don't know much about Mary Lou Williams, which is why we're so happy to welcome back to the program Deanna Witkowski. Deanna is a professional jazz pianist, a composer, a liturgical musician, and author of the book Mary Lou Williams, Music for the Soul. Deanna, welcome back. Thank you, Kathy. It's nice to be here. It's our pleasure, Deanna. So is Kathy's assessment right that most Pittsburghers may know the name, but not much else? But I frankly think that since I've been in Pittsburgh, more people are getting to know who Mary Lou Williams was and a little bit more about her music. Um, but but yes, I would say that even among musicians, there's there's still a lot of people who perhaps know a couple of pieces Mary Lou wrote, like her Zodiac Suite that was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. And maybe some of her sacred music, like her third jazz mass called Mary Lou's Mass, but not necessarily uh, many other specific pieces. So, Deanna, if people are listening to the show and they're thinking, yeah, okay, so I, I do know that name, don't know very much about her. Um, such a remarkable life and a really beautiful book you've written. And I'm really disappointed I didn't bring it with me so I can show it online, but I have it at my house um, because my husband and I keep like paging through it. Um, so tell our listeners about how, what Mary Lou's family was like. And so it really formed how she became as an adult. Sure. Well, first, before I do that, I just want to say that yesterday there was a major announcement about the book. Um, it just won mm -hmm the Dean's Taylor Virgil Thompson book award from ASCAP wow. uh, for well, excellence in pop music writing. Congratulations. And also, since I spoke to you, thank you. Since I spoke to you last time, it won the 2022 jazz journalist association award for biography of the year. Fabulous. So it's really reaching, you know, more and more people, but Mary Lou uh, was born in Atlanta in 1910 and moved with her family to Pittsburgh when she was about four years old so uh, her her family really wasn't necessarily a regular church-going family. She did have some aunts who were Catholic, um, but Mary Lou talks about how when she was really little in Atlanta, about three years old, that her mom did play for a church there and that her, her mother was holding her on her knee one time when she was playing the organ, and her mom kind of put her hands down for a minute and then Mary Lou reached up and, and played back a melody that her mom had just played. Wow. So <laughs> she talked about saying that her mother was so surprised that she dropped her and, you know, ran to go, go tell her friends um, that her daughter had this gift. So Mary Lou really had this instilled from her in an early age that, that she did ha have a gift and her mother didn't want uh Piano, formal piano teachers coming to the house to give Mary Lou lessons because she thought that she might lose her natural ability to hear things by ear and improvise. So what happened was really um, there were a lot of traveling musicians who would come through Pittsburgh and stop by Mary Lou's house and, and informally give her lessons. And she also learned a lot from piano roles. Um, from slowing down the piano rolls on player pianos where it, you know, it's almost like certain pianos today, like the stereo piano from Steinway that will actually play recording. So it looks like someone's playing when the keys are going down. Huh. Um, and that's actually how from slowing down a lot of the rolls, that's how Mary Lou learned to play stride music by people like James P. Johnson. Really? So then Deanna, you're saying, uh, 
at least initially, no formal training. She picked up the the God-given gift uh, under her mother's tutelage. She used it, but then infused by other voices, other styles that just happened to come in through her front door. Yeah, and I don't think it was, you know, necessarily just happening to come into her front door. Sure. I mean, because I think that uh, she was playing for neighbors. Like, if you think about that period of time, their pianos in people's homes was a more mm-hmm. common thing <laughs> than it is now. Yeah. So, so she was playing at at neighbors' homes, and um, and then eventually playing at larger homes, like at the melons and things like that. So she was becoming known um, for her abilities. And also she had an uncle who sometimes took her out to hear music in the Hill District. So she was definitely being formed by hearing jazz music here in Pittsburgh and by having musicians come and, and visit. Deanna Wachowski's with us. You can check out her new book. It's actually not new. How long ago... Did you uh, did the book premiere? Is it a year and a half? No, it came out uh, just over a year ago. Okay. So it came out last September, and then the recording Force of Nature for Manchester Craftsman's Guild that came out in January. The book is called Mary Lou Williams, Music for the Soul. Um, Deanna, talk about the greats in jazz who would come through Pittsburgh, what their impressions of Mary Lou were, how they uh, met, uh, played together, some stories about that. Well, I don't have a lot of <laughs> particular stories, say, for um, musicians outside of Pittsburgh, but I can tell you that Pittsburgh was a really hugely important jazz town. So if you're looking at pianists alone, before, so someone who was older than Mary Lou, who she took a lot of inspiration from and who also admired her, was Earl Hines. Hmm. And he was an early uh, stride pianist who later formed his own group in, in Chicago that had Louis Armstrong in it. Um, people like younger musicians like Art Blakey, the drummer, Kenny Clark, the drummer, all of them played with and looked up to Mary Lou. And then people like Ahmad Jamal and Billy Strayhorn, Errol Garner, Um, who is a little bit younger or was a little bit younger than Mary Lou. So the two of them were very good friends and they have very different styles. And, and Mary Lou was really uh, instrumental in encouraging Errol to go to New York and start his career there. Was Was it hard for her being a woman, Deanna? Was that, was she treated differently than, than the guys were? Yes, well, definitely. I mean, so she's African-American and a woman. And if you think about the fact that the first time she went on the road, she was about 15 years old. So uh, her mother gave her permission to travel uh, with a vaudeville group for a short period of time um, with a chaperone. But then there are certain things that Mary Lou talks about in her diaries that happened to her and um, things, sexual assault that happened uh, and just things that she had to deal with that the men really didn't have to deal with. There was also really just, um, you know, she married quite young. She married her first marriage when she was 16, but that was also something that was just done for protection. So her her first husband John Williams was a saxophonist in uh, the band leader Andy Kirk's band, 
uh, first in Memphis and then out of Kansas City, and later Mary Lou became their primary pianist and arranger. But when the two of them got married, you know, it was it was really just partially to be able to pay for expenses and have someone who was protecting her. Mm-hmm. So what about the flourishing of Mary Lou? I mean, there she was in Pittsburgh, and you, of course you talk about the early days, but there does come a time where she does ascend and people nod their head and, and know that that ascension is well-earned and well-deserved. Yeah, well, Mary Lou, you know, so when she gets married, she's actually in Memphis um, with her husband, John Williams, who then goes out. Uh, to basically to Kansas City to, to play with this early territory band called Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. And it isn't until Mary Lou actually joins that band a couple years later after she's actually written pieces for the band to help them get a recording contract from uh, the Decca label in Chicago. And when the band goes to do the record, they leave Mary Lou behind in Kansas City. And the executive says, we're not recording without... <laughs> She will, so they send for her, and she <laughs> she comes. That's really her her first time that uh, she's re- recorded that we have access uh, from that. So that's like in 1930. So she was 20 years old then, and then a couple of years later, because she still doesn't join the band uh, because the band has another piano player by the name of Marion Jackson. So it's not until Mr. Jackson doesn't show up a couple of times for a gig they have at a theater in Philadelphia that Mary Lou gets the gig. And that is really the point where uh, when they start doing more recording for DECA, especially in 1936, and Mary Lou starts arranging for them more, she starts getting to be known as the primary arranger and force behind that band's sound and also as their principal pianist. So she's with Andy Kirk's band for uh, almost 12 years into the early 1940s. Wow. Deanna Witkowski is with us. The book is called Mary Lou Williams, Music for the Soul. Also, you can check out Deanna's album, Force of Nature, which she recorded uh, on the north side at Manchester Craftsman's Guild. Um, Clay Jenkins, Daniel Foose, Scott Lasky, Dwayne Dolphin, and Roger Humphreys on that recording. Um, talk about her relationship with Duke Ellington. Well, Mary Lou was one of a very small handful of arrangers who toured with, with Duke Ellington, who he hired to work for him. His principal arranger is all, was also from Pittsburgh, Billy Strayhorn, who was with him for decades. But Mary Lou toured with Ellington for about six months. This was so uh, after she married her second husband, uh, Harold Shorty Baker, who was a trumpet player, who was on the road with Ellington a lot. And this is around, again, early 1940s, like 1942, 43. Mary Lou gets hired by Ellington to travel with the band for about six months. So she writes, there's a couple of pieces in particular, one uh, that's an arrangement of Blue Skies that's a feature for the trumpet section called Trumpets No More that's really the main arrangement of hers that, that's known as her major contribution to the Ellington book. She also, later on, in the late 60s, wow. she contacts Ellington and, and she tells him she wants to work for him again. And there's no indication that she really got any response <laughs> either way. But she goes ahead and she writes about five more pieces for Ellington, which 
he never recorded. Uh, those pieces did not get commercially recorded until maybe about 10 years ago. There's a great group called the Dutch Jazz Orchestra that recorded those pieces. And it's really interesting to kind of compare because it's Mary Lou's big band writing about 25 uh, years there in between these two stretches of writing for Ellington, but actually not having the second set of pieces ever be performed by his band. Fabulous. Uh, Deanna, as you joined us, you talked about uh, the jazz mass, Mary Lou's mass. Can you talk about um, uh, her faith and the music and how that combined? Sure. Well, so Mary Lou in uh, the early 1950s, 1952, she goes to Europe for what she thinks is going to be a gig that lasts for several weeks. And she ends up staying in Europe, primarily in England and France, for two years. Uh, and while she's there, before she goes, before she had her religious conversion, uh, conversion to Catholicism, she had always been someone who was very giving. And uh, she would give sometimes her whole paycheck to other musicians who she felt needed it more than she did when she worked at a club in New York called Cafe Society in the 40s. She would bring people into her apartment who needed food or who struggled with different forms of addiction and try to help them in whatever way she could. So she's doing this before she goes to Europe. When she goes to Europe, she has a very close friend, a pianist named Garland Wilson, who dies. Um, and she's performing in Paris at the time. And she has this moment of really questioning if her music is doing enough good for other people. She's not sure that it's direct enough. And so she goes back to the States, and soon after she comes back, saxophonist Charlie Parker, who she was really close with, also dies and dies uh, from... Drug addiction related death. And she really feels somehow that she's responsible because she had talked to him on the phone several days before he died and, and asked him to come visit her. And she, she feels like she didn't get to him in time. So she has this huge sense of responsibility. <laughs> For other other people's well-being. So Mary Lou, she she decides she's going to investigate not playing music for a while. So she pretty much stops uh, performing in public for about three years, and she's still searching. So she finds a church in her neighborhood, a Catholic church called Our Lady of Lourdes, that's open during the day, and she just starts going in there to be quiet and to pray. And she starts making a list of specific names of musicians to pray for. And that list eventually reaches over 900 names. Wow. So she's spending a lot of time in the church <laughs> because she feels that she has to name every single person I love on it. the list. That is so cool. Yeah. So she does that. And then she starts attending mass a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. So um, by her own admission, there's one account where she says she is in church about six hours a day. And then in between that time, she's going home and she's taking care of whoever she's brought into her apartment. So uh, it's basically a really interesting story I talk about in the book, how there's, there's several people, including a couple of priests, who notice that she's really not on the jazz scene in the way that she used to be hmm. and, and ask 
what's going on. So a priest in South America in Paraguay named John Crowley, he goes to hear, he's a huge jazz fan. He goes to hear Dizzy Gillespie when Gillespie's over there on a stage of front tour and says, hey, what happened to Mary Lou Williams? And the Gillespie's, Dizzy and his wife, Lorraine, who was also in the process of deciding if she wanted to convert to Catholicism, they kind of form this little band that really? uh, comes back and not musical band, but group in yeah. terms of they, they decide they're going to help Mary Lou get back to her music. There's not necessarily we have to convert Mary Lou to Catholicism at all, but it's more, um, you know, what's going on and how can we be of help to her? And so uh, eventually through uh, these people, a couple other people, she meets, a Jesuit priest in New York named Father Anthony Woods, who really helps her a lot, especially with things like her prayer list, you know, and um, helping her to just see that her music is a gift that heals other people. Uh, so Mary Lou and Dizzy Gillespie's wife, Lorraine, both uh, convert to Catholicism at the same time in the spring of 1957. And Mary Lou is still kind of reticent to play a lot publicly, so she does some gigs kind of on and off, but uh, it's not until 1962 when, with the encouragement of a Franciscan brother named Brother Mario Hancock, who Afri was African-American and was probably <laughs> the first Franciscan she met who was African-American, um, he encourages her to uh, start writing music again and she again is really reticent but he brings a statuette of saint martin de porres to her house and at the time or this is before when it was blessed martin de porres he wasn't canonized yet and he was a very important figure for black catholics that's deanna wikowski deanna I hate to cut you short on that because it's a fascinating story, but, you know, radio is what it is. Uh, I want to encourage all you listeners to check out Deanna's book, Mary Lou Williams, Music for the Soul, and her latest CD called Force of Nature, recorded at the Manchester Craftsman's Guild. Deanna Witkowski, thanks for being with us again. crazier the stakes are always getting higher and elections are right around the corner big days are ahead but wouldn't it be nice to go back to the good old days with legacy box you can legacy box transports you back to the glory days so you can rewatch and experience your family's past simpler times when the only thing that went tiktok was the clock legacy box professionally digitizes your aging home movies camcorder tapes film reels and photos updating them to digital files that can't fade or be lost Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to save your family's captured memories. Legacy Box has been trusted by over 1 million American families. So digitize your memories with Legacy Box. Grab some popcorn and gather the family to revisit the good old days. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering a special election sale. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX to get an incredible deal. Buy today to take advantage of this limited offer. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. All of us come from somewhere. 
All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Hi, I'm Kyle at blindster.com. I sell custom-made blind shades and shutters that are easy to install at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are custom-made for your windows, and I guarantee they'll fit. Don't hire a pro. Do it yourself and save big at Blindster.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group. Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clear skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 38. It'll be pleasant tomorrow with plenty of sunshine. A beautiful start to the weekend will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 39. Increasing cloudiness Sunday will reach a high Sunday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. It's time now for this or that. It's very simple. I've got a list. Kath, she has a list as well. Mm -hmm. Just make a selection. Mm. This one or that one. I'm very excited about today's program. Here we go, Kath. Mm. Here's my list for the week. Okay. Elon Musk. Yep. Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Uh, Why do you... This or that. I'm only picking Elon because oh. it's going to be some kind of crazy show over the next three days. All right. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, in, uh, hmm. They're so different. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to go Twitter. Mm-hmm. Butterfinger, mm-hmm. the Clark Bar. Very close in taste, slightly different in coloring. Because I'm from Pittsburgh, I choose Clark. Thank you. The right choice. Right for the movies. Mm. Right for the stage. Uh, I w- probably wouldn't be very good at either one, but I'd probably be better at the movies than the stage. The dialogue. I think so. Right. Ask. Answer. Oh, ask. Always. Bach. Beethoven. Beethoven. Henry David Thoreau. 
Ralph Waldo Emerson. Now, I don't, I'm not wild about either this one of them, or that. John. They're not my favorites. So, uh, Emerson, I guess. Swearing. <laughs> Humming. <laughs> well, if I chose swearing, I think that'd be poor showing for me. I mean, okay, I'll say humming, John. Mm-hmm. Apologize. Mm-hmm. Forgive. Oh, apologize. The falling leaves. The spring buds. They're both very nice. I mean, I'm going to go with the spring buds. Just because of what it portends. Surely, of course. I I love the fall leaves, but you know what that portends. (laughs) Yes, I do. And speaking of, John, uh, I don't know if you knew that Monday was Halloween. Did you know that? Uh, I had a clue, yeah. This or that for me. Uh, I give you the trick-or-treat edition of this or that. I'm wearing yellow today just to evoke like a nice golden tree theme. Okay, all right. Should I start with number one? Please, thank you. Trick-or-treating with a pillowcase or one of those hard plastic pumpkins with a handle that kind of hurt your hand. Every pro kid knows the pillowcase rules. I agree. Fill it up, baby. Some people really, I really wanted that pumpkin. I remember second grade, Real, third well, grade, maybe. Well, for little kids, I really yeah. wanted that. If you're a little kid. Number two. Snickers or Milky Way? Milky Way. You were so sure about that. You didn't even ha- need yeah, it. I, I see a bowl of the two, I'm not even going to touch I would never Snickers. have a Milky Way well, if there was a Milky Snickers Way. there. Really? Never, no. like, number three, jumping in a pile of leaves or bobbing for apples? <laughs> you know, bobbing for apples is not really, it never turns out well. It's horrible. Give me the leaves. Yeah, yeah but please. that doesn't really turn out well either. Well, no, there's a momentary moment of you know excitement there, and glee. Before you crash into the hard ground? As opposed to a big wet head? Number four, a warm blanket you inherited from your family mm. or... The fake cashmere scarf you bought on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the warm blanket, which I have one. I knew you did. Mm, yeah, very yeah. nice. Mm. What'd you do with the fake cashmere? I sent it back. Number five. Candy apple yep. or caramel apple? I'm going old school. I'm, I'm going candy apple. With the sticky teeth? I don't care. And like the red lips? It and, evokes and childhood. And that are all sticky? I don't find it. I, I have no mind. I don't know about that. Number six. Three triangles and a shaky mouth, or artistic and intricate pumpkin carving. Because <laughs> you know that's all you can muster. That's it. I'm doing the three triangles okay. and, and the, the shaky sh- mouth. <laughs> and that's like me performing well. I feel good about it. And I didn't kill myself it's... or gouge anyone in the family exactly. with the knife. I'm, I'm not on my way to the hospital. Exactly. Number seven, pumpkin bread pumpkin roll oh i'd like a pumpkin roll because of the cream cream cheese yeah (laughs) Yeah, i knew you were gonna say that number eight and in a race to the bottom which of these worst halloween candies of Mm. all times do you choose uh the wax bottles filled with mystery liquid or the mary jane oh i love them both i would eat them both um but you know there's something about biting off the, the top of the wax bottle and drinking that little mystery yeah, you, juice. You mean it's so disgusting. I like it. And then I'd wash it down, you know, have a little wax bottle and then wash it down with a Mary Jane. That's a pretty good Halloween night. You know, that's the worst <laughs> no, collection. That's good. That's good. That's sick. Those wax bottles. I like it's it. in there. I like it a lot. Number nine. The autumn leaves car air freshener mm-hmm. or pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice snow tires. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. 
Yeah, well, I think snow tires under any conditions are welcome. Okay, I would see. take the pumpkin spice snow tires. It's hard to say, isn't it? It is. I couldn't both, get it out. Yeah, I'm glad you fumbled to make Thank me you. feel better. Number 10, John. Yes. A whole bag of Reese's peanut butter cups to yourself or the Pennsylvania Senate race over already? Oh, no. Listen, I said to my wife last night, do you have any candy? And she said, I've got some hidden. I said, bring it. And it was a whole bag of Reese's peanut butter You're cups. You're over the Senate race? I am, yeah. Because it's delicious. WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. For King and Country, Love Me Like I Am. Joy in the Morning from Taryn Well. Hey girl, Ann Wilson. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. The secret to the market beat stock pick strategy is so simple, it is going to drive you crazy. Ask yourself, is this current market making you sick? Logging into your brokerage account day after day only to see lots of red? Well, let me tell you a secret. The best stocks to own are the companies that are consistently printing real profits year over year. The crazy thing is that it's even more effective in months like right now. Down markets means everything goes on sale, including these profit printing machines. Want to stop playing the loser's game and guessing what the next hot stock will be? MarketBeat is about to text you our new report. Seven stocks to buy and hold forever when you text the word profit to 68285. These companies print billions each year in profit and show no sign of slowing down. Get your free copy of seven stocks to buy and hold forever. Just text profit to 68285. Text the word profit to 68285. Don't wait. This report is only available for a limited time. Text the word PROFIT to 68285. Standard message and data rates may apply. Please consult with your investment or tax professional. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-518-1985. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-518-1985 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-518-1985. What do you have to lose? Call 800-518-1985. Again, 800-518-1985. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS. Study under pastors. Our weekly segment where we talk about what we liked on Twitter this week. But before we do it, I think we have to talk about Twitter itself because it's been a big couple days. It's uh, the new and improved Twitter, maybe, or mm-hmm. the do-over Twitter. I mean, so Elon Musk, 
who spends $44 billion mm-hmm. plus? And then walks into the lobby yesterday of Twitter sink. carrying a sink. Okay, so who, who knows what this is going to be like? And maybe you have no interest at all about Twitter. But I think it, it's worth saying that it is in many ways sort of an overlay of what happens in America right now, for better or worse. Yeah, it is, but... Don't you think it's also important to remember how small of a slice of it America is. Twitter is? Slice. It's a it's the tiniest of tiny slices because of all first of all the people who are on Twitter is a tiny slice but the people who tweet is a tinier slice. Right. But I think it's a real It can be represented. Yeah, it might yeah. It certainly looks like a lot of I find America, it fascinating. Probably. I really do. Okay. So he's these are some of the things that we have liked this week on Twitter. Mm-hmm. David Peters says this. If you're thinking of leaving Twitter like I am, let's keep in touch by coming to my church. Read that to me again. If you're thinking of leaving Twitter like I am, let's keep in touch by coming to my church. Uh, yeah. That's a heck of a lot better than knowing somebody on Twitter. Exactly. Come to my church. Hadis Brown tweeted this. Someone told my grandpa he should watch Shit's Creek. At dinner sometime later, he told us, I don't get it. It's not funny. It's not cute. They shot someone in the head in episode one. He was watching Ozark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not funny or cute. No. No, that's no not it's cute. not. Okay. It's, do you have that thing, though, where you recommend a TV show to somebody and you think, like, like I thought, remember, you started to watch Succession. because I told you to watch Severance and right. you started to watch Succession. I'm thinking, what is this freshness? I, I don't. Yeah. Right. How's this sci-fi? No, it's not good. Okay, so the new and improved Twitter, this is this is something that would not have been allowed before. Today, Ashley St. Clair tweets, men cannot and will never be women. There you go. Sarcastic Mommy tweets this. Marriage is between two people. One person who is on the verge of sleep and one person who is asking if the front door is locked. <laughs> that's right that's so spot on are there any marriages where there's both both people do both things no, you know no, no no i'm the front door guy oh so is my husband yeah, of course i've there. never thought about the front door uh, which always shocks you me. know i've i i can't tell you how many times I, I, oh. i've gone to sleep with the front door oh open. no 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 I, I walk around like it's my last job like i'm the night watchman <laughs> and i think about it like at 2 a.m just to double check michael fuller says this we don't talk enough about the anticipatory grief of watching your parents age. Yeah. Right? Anybody who sees yeah. their parents get old. Yep. And it's something that really isn't talked about an awful lot until it happens to you. Yep. And you feel it coming, right? <laughs> it's the worst dread, it isn't is. it? It really is. Matt Smethurst tweeted this. Are you ready for this? Mm. There are only 12. Now, I'm trusting him on this. I have not counted. There are only 12 chapters in the whole New Testament that don't have a reference to the Old Testament. What? 12 in the whole of the New Testament. So when people hand you a New Testament, they're handing you so much a part of the story and not the whole thing. Hmm. That's really cool. Amazing. Chad Bird says this, God's first words after the fall were, where are you? Beth Moore said this. You ready? This is so good. Mm-hmm. Be steadfast and faithful, Jesus followers. Take courage. Make haste to repent. 
hurry toward humbleness. He has come to prove us genuine. He's come to make us true. He's come to make our scars the very marks of Jesus. That is so good. Don't you love Beth? Yes, I sure do love Beth. She's so clean and clear in how she presents Christ in her life. That is fabulous. Our friend Tim Keller tweets this. You can't have an informed mind without an engaged heart. And amen, and amen, and amen. It's our Twitter likes for the week. John Fetterman is too extreme for Pennsylvania. This is Matt Schlapp, chairman of CPAC Action Pack. By supporting 87,000 new IRS agents, trillions in new government spending, and stimulus checks for criminals and illegals, Democrats put loyalty to Biden, Pelosi, and Sanders above the needs of your family. Democrats are wrong on the border. They repeatedly oppose closing the border leading to more human trafficking, drug smuggling, and violent crime. Democrats are also extremists on abortion, supporting unregulated abortion, even in the last trimester, funded by taxpayers. Let's send Washington, D.C. socialists a message. John Fetterman, he's wrong for Pennsylvania. Paid for by CPAC Action Pack. Not affiliated with any candidate or candidate committee. www.cpacactionpack.com. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Brickell and Giza Dream bed sheets marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. Christians should be serious about our faith. But does that mean we need to be serious people all the time? Especially in a world of weird, absurd stuff? And even when Christian culture gets crazy? I'm Barnabas Piper of the Happy Rant Podcast, where we cheerfully rant about pop culture, church culture, work, creativity, life, and just about everything. But we take Jesus seriously. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com. Sad news comes today that uh, Tom Brady and Jill B- Bunchen have actually divorced already. That's what it's. That's what the Twitter from Brady thought, sounded like. 
but I thought it was they were in the process. Well, that's made what the I decision. thought, but it sounded from reading his tweet that it was done. Yeah. I thought, if that's done, that's like the fastest divorce in history. Yeah. But anyway, it's still sad. It's really sad. I mean, I, I guess you, you, you choose what is the most important to you, which right. other than his children and his wife, football tops the list. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You, of course, no one's inside anyone's marriage. Uh, you're inside your own marriage, right. so you can comment all you uh, but. Divorce is sad. Yeah, it is. And you think of how their kids and the whole, I don't know. And it just goes to show you, I mean, you can have everything in the world and still not make it work yep. right. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm happy to tell you that we've got some celebrity birthdays today, John. Oh, okay. I like a celebrity birthday. We haven't had a celebrity birthday for a while. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm happy to bring this to you. Um, I have three today, and I think I'd like to start with uh, Julia Roberts. Hey, Julia Roberts. Listen, Mm -hmm. uh, we saw Julia Roberts' movie this week. Did Julia you? Roberts and George Clooney. Oh, you know what? I wanted to see that. Okay, so I we, mean, I would still like to see that. Yeah, we went to the movie, and I said to my wife because I wanted her to do this. I said, "Are you going to buy the tickets?" Because I only wanted her to walk up to the window and say, two tickets to Paradise, please." <laughs> <laughs> the movie's called Ticket to Paradise, right? And I wanted her to order this. So, um, um, it's a it's a funny. Won't you pack your bags? We'll leave tonight. Right. So George Clooney, Julia Roberts in this movie, I mean, it's predictable. You know what's coming. Yes. Right? But is it enjoyable? It's very, very enjoyable. Okay. I mean, I love them Cause both. Because I like them both a <laughs> of lot. Of course. You know, it's very fun. Uh, yeah. It's not going to break any, you know, Academy Award groundbreaking thing, but I love it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Julia Roberts. She looks fabulous on screen. Um, my wife and I were talking about this. Uh, uh, we were unsure. I believe that she's 54. 55. Okay. Well, she looks. She looks terrific. Oh my gosh, she, she does. really does. Yeah, she does. Absolutely, love her. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner comes up next, John. Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm. Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, been around a long, long time. I owned and kept for a long time the Wheaties box. Oh, you did. Yes. And what prompted the throw away? Uh, I don't remember, but I think perhaps it was my move to call. I don't know when it it left me, but it did. Did you eat the Wheaties? Yeah, but I never liked Not Wheaties. Not a great. No, it's kind of no, a lame it's, cereal. It's pretty bland. Yeah. Uh, and not all that good for you. No, I, I mean, don't it's think It's not so. like breaking yeah. any records. They were selling it like, holy it's not smokes. like Kashi. Yeah, it wasn't like Popeye and his spinach. No, I mean, come I mean, on. Kashi. <laughs> Kashi. Or puffed rice. Puffed rice is puffed useless. Rice. Does that have any nutrients? I don't think so. It's kind of like packing peanuts. Exactly. Right? Uh, we ate a lot of it as kids. Oh. Uh, Bruce Jenner, I'm sorry, Caitlyn Jenner is 75. 73. Okay. All right. Um, Bill Gates is the last one I'd like to offer up today, John. Also celebrating a birthday. Mm, boy, Bill Gates. It's I, I want to think he's older. Isn't that, I mean, talk about a sad divorce. Yeah. What a screw up. I mean, just again, you could have everything in the I world. I know, and it doesn't matter. Fame, fortune, right. engagement, and you know, we, adoration. We watched that documentary of him, Bill yeah. Gates' brain. Mm, yeah, Bill Gates' brain. Yeah. It was fascinating. Three parts. Yeah. And the way that they spoke of each other and how they met and all that, it was so fascinating and really interesting. And and so that was sad for me. Yeah. How old do you think Bill not is? That, I mean, I'm not that old. It's relative. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's a youngster. Yeah. Uh, he's 68. 67. Hey, not bad. Very good. Within two years Thank of all you. of them, Very John. Um, if you had to have a conversation. With any of those guys? Any of those, Julia Roberts, Caitlyn Jenner, or Bill Gates, who would you choose? Uh, probably Bill Gates. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, I saw something the other day that, you know, they were talking about, you know, the myth of the entrepreneurs, like mm-hmm. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and all these guys. All these, you know, 
people that we kind of go, whoa, look, they started something in the garage. It's really just a myth because each one of them had big financial backers and or someone who was an advocate who opened the barn doors. Is that true? Like Bill Gates's dad was uh, someone at IBM. Bill Gates' dad was good friends with like a principal at IBM and said, you should you should invest in my son's company, I didn't which know is that. what, you know, started the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk, father, you know, he was part of a diamond mine. You know, all these things. Uh, same for Jeff Bezos? Yes. Yeah. Big money. Know. Like someone gave him several hundred thousand dollars if you start up money. So, you know, the rise, clearly, there's a stroke of genius oh, yeah, or a spark sure. of. Yeah, yeah. Right. But not like as though they, you know, they woke up on the wrong side of the tracks and all of a sudden, voila, there it was. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey With SRN News I'm John Scott the man who attacked Speaker Pelosi's husband in their California home allegedly asked where is Nancy as he assaulted the man the man who violently attacked Paul Pelosi at his and Speaker Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco home was looking for the speaker, according to a source briefed on the attack. Before the assault occurred, the man confronted 82-year-old Paul Pelosi and shouted, quote, Where is Nancy? Where is Nancy? According to the source. Nancy Pelosi was not in San Francisco at the time, according to her spokesman Drew Hamill. U.S. Capitol Police said she was in Washington, D.C. with her protective detail. The new detail suggests that the attack was not a random crime and that Pelosi's home was specifically targeted. Bernie Bennett reporting. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter and fired its CEO and other top executives trading in company shares, was suspended on the New York Stock Exchange, and the stock will be officially delisted early next month. This is SRN News. Ah, honey, I can't believe you gave me toe fungus. I was so embarrassed. I gave my wife toe fungus for the third time. Even after all the treatments I tried, all the money I spent, now my family was also dealing with this nasty problem. My doctor then told me that toe fungus is not just a cosmetic problem and that it can spread and get worse. He introduced me to a new and different routine that flushes out even the most difficult cases of fungus. It's called Crystal Flush. After just three minutes each day, my toes were looking better and better until the fungus was completely gone. Just imagine finally winning the battle against yellow, crumbly toes and being able to go to the pool or beach in total confidence. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Try it now risk-free. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, join the flood of people 
people switching to Pure Talk. The average family saves over $800 a year by switching. Get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Smart businesses are always looking for ways to improve. Better work days can start with CentOS. Your dedicated CentOS service reps help make sure you have what you need when you need it. We'll stock your essential cleaning products, deliver hygienically clean workwear, inspect your fire extinguishers, and provide first aid and safety supplies. CentOS is with you every step of the way, so you stay a step ahead. Visit CentOS.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Clear skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 38. It'll be pleasant tomorrow with plenty of sunshine. A beautiful start to the weekend will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 39. Increasing cloudiness Sunday will reach a high Sunday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hi, Dio. Hey, thanks for coming along today, the Friday edition. It's been quite a week, hasn't it? Jam-packed full of uh, events and news and whatnot. Of course, there's a lot of bad news uh, here out of the city of Pittsburgh. How do you attend a funeral and think that your life is in danger as well? Well, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened today. So there was a funeral for a, a 20-year-old uh, young man who himself was shot in, in a shooting earlier this month. Uh, two other women involved also in that shooting, right. innocent bystanders. Mm-hmm. But then today at the funeral in Brighton Heights, uh, they're not quite sure how it occurred. It was a drive-by, someone standing there. It really kind of doesn't really matter. But six people were shot at this funeral today. No new details and quite honestly, I don't even need any more details. You just right. know, again, that the, uh, the epidemic of gun violence is once again upon us. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, we all wring our hands and everyone cries out. And what do we do? What do we do? I don't think there's an answer for this. I don't really, I don't, unless Jesus comes, I, I, I really, after all this time, uh, what is the answer? Does anybody have a solution? If we haven't come up with one yet, I, I just, I, I kind of despair that we're ever going to. We live in a lawless society. And for me... Yeah, but it's not just lawlessness. It's, there's some kind of desperation in uh, 
a lot of this generation. There's just... Uh, well, it, despa- I, I think it's the same desperation that was in our generation. The only difference is kids have access now it, yeah, to unlicensed firearms. No. And instead of someone throwing a punch, they're shooting people. Yeah, I don't think that... I. I think that it's more desperate. I think that people are lonelier. Mm, uh, okay, I... I me, I could maybe. be wrong. I, 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 just, I don't buy it. I, I, I feel like people are lonelier no, I, and I, more isolated. And then you add the availability of, of social media first. And then you add guns onto that. And I think it's a toxic combo. I just think it's like, you know, people in love with the outlaw life. Could right? be too. That I'm some bad. I'm bad. Yeah. I, I got this going on. And watch out for me. And everyone tries to trump each other in their heinousness. And I talked about this a little earlier. We've lost the idea of the sense of us as vessels of God in our holiness. The people, people are animalistic now. We've, you know, it's like the race to the bottom of who can be the creepiest, most violent, most dangerous person. There's something that's totally void in our lives now that society propagates us. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. We're all invested, of course, streaming, uh, uh, you know, I'm saying in the broadest sense, we, the most despicable garbage that we can think of that you put on film and then all of a sudden it's in your living room right. and people feed off the stuff. We've lost humanity. Yeah, I heard, uh, you know, there was a, a woman who was video uh, by uh, Nicole Ford and that uh, Nicole Ford uh, put this, w- was somehow picked up by uh, the Trib. And so this is a woman from the Brighton Heights neighborhood just talking, like basically begging her community. Like we've we've got to get this together. Like this is not, what happened to talking? What happened to reasoning? What happened to, to being neighbors with one another? You know, this is, we're, we're in a desperate state right now. I mean. Look, there's no God in people's lives. There's certainly no fathers. There's no leadership. So you just, it's a race to the bottom for the lowest common denominator. It really is. It's a heartbreak. It's incredibly and, sad. And I don't, again, my despair, I think, okay, I saw this Gallup poll, which kind of in some ways mirrors what this conversation is all about. So Gallup uh, produced a poll that Americans have as little optimism, have, have as little optimism as they have had at any time in nearly three decades about young people's chances of having greater success in life than their parents. So in all... of U.S. adults think it's very, 13%, or somewhat, 29%, likely that today's youth will have a better living standard, better homes, a better education, and so on. It marks an 18% drop since June of 2019, and it's statistically tied with the previous low in 2011. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so that, that portends something really serious for the country, very serious for the country. And broken. We okay, need God. Okay, yes. But what true it is a it is an incredibly uh, it it's a fertile time for the gospel to go out and to make an impact because Jesus said he came for sick people right he didn't well, we come he sick. didn't come for for no. the healthy and so this seems like the perfect time to ask a neighbor to go to church with you to uh, maybe if you're not happy in your own church or you haven't gone to church yourself to go try something else out, you know, find a community of believers, join a Bible study, talk to that friend that you've been meaning to talk to about Jesus and you were, it was just too weird and it might be weird, but you could go into the conversation saying, I know this is going to be weird, but what do you think? And, you know, that could produce something really valuable between this is the perfect time. Amen. Humble yourself. The most perfect time. 
Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. All right. All right. Coming up next, uh, we're going to talk about streaming. We're going to talk about watching violent stuff, uh, all the stuff that's available. Is it hurting us? And is it fueling a dark trend in America? Meredith Sell, Christianity Today, up next, Friday edition, Ride Home. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. I see great new music from Micah Tyler. Now I see great. Matthew West with My Story, Your Glory. My Story, Your Glory. And I Speak Jesus from Charity Gale. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Hey, it looks to be a beautiful weekend weather-wise. Warm, yep. sunny. And it'd be nice to take a drive and see the leaves that are mm-hmm. at their beautiful peak. Check it out. Go down to the spring house and see Marsha. Marsha, there's a lot going on in the farm, yeah? Yes, there is. And this is the last weekend of our great pumpkin weekend festival. And so that means hay rides up to the pumpkin patch, getting lost in the corn maze, playing in the um, the, the ground, or what's it called? Corn kernels in the, uh, what we call the corn box. And just got all kinds of good old fashioned fun up there. And then down here at the bottom of the hill, we have some good eating like barbecue pork sandwiches with mac and cheese. And we have all different kinds of pork and um, chicken, Parmesan crusted chicken, country fried chicken, mm. like all kinds of things that you couldn't even imagine how many. And then on Sundays in October, we do our 4-H hog roast, and we roast a, a whole hog or half a hog, depending on what the weather's like. And we serve it with um, stuffing and pork drippings, gravy and mashed potatoes and all kinds of vegetable casseroles and, and some other things, too, if you're not a pork person. So it is, a, it is the last chance to come do the 4-H hog roast and to take a hayride up on the hill. And um, we've, we've had a lot of great comments, and it's been so fun to be a part of people's and families' memory-making experiences. Wonderful. So if you want to eke out the last beautiful warmth of fall 2022, there's not a better place to do it than the Springhouse. Check out all the information, springhousemarket.com. Thank you, Marsh. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you, too. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com it's pro time because at Lowe's it's Provember. Save big with inventory you can count on, like Flex products or DeWalt power tools starting at just $99. Plus, Lowe's MVPs members earn up to three times bonus points per dollar on select items. Save all Provember long. 
Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. MVP's Pro Rewards program terms and restrictions apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Prices valid from 10 17 22 to 2 3 23 or until supplies last. Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer. The crimes he committed were among the most heinous documented in this country. Netflix has produced a new series which features those crimes. And for many people, it was a reason to celebrate. Oh, look, we have an opportunity to see more violence, more gore. This is where we are in this country, that uh, there is a large percentage of people who love nothing more than looking at true crime stories. Murder, rape, torture, you name it. It's invited into our living rooms 24-7 here in this country. Here to talk to us about that from a wonderful piece that she wrote at Christianity Today is Meredith Sell. Meredith a freelance writer. This piece that we're talking about, Jeffrey Dahmer and Killing, Our True Crime Obsession, appears online in CT. And uh, Meredith, welcome back to the show. Welcome to the show, I should say. Yeah, thank you. So there are two shows about Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer apparently on Netflix. Is this right? And both of them are in the top ten? Yeah. Um, oh so the, the first one that uh, I guess it released in September is a dramatization, um, and it's classified as a thriller. Um, and then the second one is a documentary style. Wow. Okay. So uh, to me, and you know, I, I'm eager to hear what you have to say about this because obviously you've been thinking about it for a while. Um, but Meredith, the 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 documentary stuff is one thing, but a dramatization mm-hmm. seems to me to take it to another level. What do you say? Yeah, I agree. It it really uh, it bothers me that it's classified as a thriller, right? Um, because that on its own, it's like the whole point of the thriller genre is to thrill <laughs> by scaring people. And it's like, this isn't just something that someone made up. Like, these are real things that happen to real people. Um yeah. So when you look at this, Meredith, I, and to be honest, I, I have no interest. And I know this is a, a, a gigantic thing on streaming platforms. And whether it was, you know, Law and Order, which is a, a very milquetoast sort of drama by comparison to what we're watching today, people love this stuff. I mean, just love it. Want to watch this constantly. What is it about that? I mean, have, have you thought about that, about people's propensity to engage in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, some of the research that I did for the article, I came across the work of a criminologist who's actually researched. Um, he has a book called something like um, Why We Love Serial Killers. And and he offers a few different um, reasons why people are drawn to these stories. And some of it has to do with, you know, trying to understand what's behind um, a person doing such things. Um some of it is is fear based, um, like how can I prevent falling victim? Um, but then some of it is like that adrenaline rush that kind of comes with learning about these scary things. Um, but I think I think there's more to it than just those things, right? I think um, I think that's part of kind of the human condition at this point, right? We death and um, violence, like there is sort of a sick appeal to it um, for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you've had death in your family or God forbid murder in your family or take it even one step further, if, if you were the, if Jeffrey Dahmer was 
did something to your family, that's the last thing you want to have is anywhere surrounding your life. So I would imagine, right, a, a percentage of people are going, I'm not going to have that in my house. I've been affected by this. This is me d- directly, so stay away from me. But at the same time, mm-hmm. here it is. I mean, uh, I, I just don't get it. I, it, it. It's like garbage in, garbage out. Or if you invite this violence into your life, God forbid, I'm not saying it's karma or anything like that. That's crazy. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It attracts something in our lives. I mean, yeah, what what we spend time thinking about or ingesting is important. Um, And yeah, like I don't, I don't really understand the appeal of it either because it's that's not the sort of content that I want to be spending time on. That's not Um, relaxing or engaging or interesting. No, no, and I think. And I think there's a balance, too, of like, okay, difficult stories. We can tell difficult stories, um, but there's a way to do it that's honoring to um, the people who, like, suffered violence. Um, and I don't think that's what a lot of, a lot of these series do. Meredith Sells with us. She's a freelance writer based in Colorado. We're talking about her article that she wrote in Christianity Today about some of the stuff that is streaming right now on Netflix and other places. Um, so I love... Uh, mysteries i love spy stories i love action movies i love all that sort of thing so i'm a sucker for that but there's a line that everybody has you know where you know everybody's line is different you think well not you know what that show that's too much for me mm-hmm. and i think part of being of uh wisdom is as you grow realizing where that line is right for yourself and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the same for everybody however <laughs> i just feel like our line is a culture just continues to move. We push it and push it and push it and push it. And, you know, I don't know where the end point is, but I just feel like with all of the victims of the Jeffrey Dahmer murders coming out and saying, you know, that you are making our lives hellish again and that not making Mm -hmm. an impact on the people producing this stuff. To me, that's a whole step too far. Right. Yeah. The, I think I think it's really important to keep keep in mind that these aren't just stories, right? Um, there are real people, and uh, yeah, victims' families, and there is even a victim who survived, you know, and they still real they still live with the reality that yeah. this is what happened to them or their loved one. Um, it's not abstract. It's not abstract, and I, you know, I wonder about people. I guess. I, I guess I would should talk to someone who is you know engaged with this with this series. You would think that you would have nightmares, right? Mm. That that there was something that would have. It's got to be an emotional trauma to allow this to come into your life. I mean, okay, so you you talk about this in your article, Meredith. You know, Jesus explained that we are not defiled by what goes into us, but by what comes out of us. But we should still mm-hmm. think carefully about why we're drawn to this media and how specific shows impact ourselves and others, you write. And that, to me, is spot on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's it really is that question of why why are we so drawn to this stuff um, as a culture? Um, why, why is there such an audience for it? Um, Okay, but here's yeah. a question I'm going to insert in here, Mer- Meredith. So we're we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, we're kind of wringing our hands. How could people be, you know, consumed <laughs> with this with these shows on Netflix? And then you think there's also a certain percentage of Americans who are committed to the Hallmark Channel, right? So we right, right, <laughs> right. And I, I, 
I can't really watch either one of those things. Um, <laughs> but but that's the that's the weird thing. I mean, do you call that polarization? Do you just call that different personalities? Yeah, like, how, yeah. how, how do you see that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think there probably is a personality thing to that. I'm definitely not one to love the Hallmark Channel either myself. Um, <laughs> watch it. Watch your step here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. I mean, I think there can be an element to to the one side of the Hallmark Channel being more of escapism, right? Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want to have a story that makes us feel good. Um, and then there's the other extreme of just like, I just want to be scared or I don't, I mean, I don't even really understand the psychology of the other extreme, but, yeah. um, but, but I think, you know, like, what does it, what would it look like to, um, to so have more stories that, okay, maybe they, they grapple with the difficult things of life because those things are real. Um, but not in a way that glorifies evil and not in a way that, um, is damaging to, to, um, to like victims or um, lifts up, you know, the bad guys, <laughs> you know, um, what, what's the way to delve into those topics and really wrestle with the reality of them um, and come out on the other side with mm-hmm. some sort of redeeming value. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you just think about, I, you know, the, the writing of the piece, first of all, someone had, Hey, let's, let's produce this. And then let's write, let's, let's sit down and we'll write a script for this. And now it's green lit, it's green lit. And then we're going to cast this series. We're going to now be in production for this series. Considerable amount of time, talent, energy, money has spent to produce something that is essentially so dark and despairing against the human condition. But look how many dark and despairing things there have been that have been produced over the years. Remember when the Joker came out? I get it. Yes. Were, and I remember how. <laughs> The, the public outcry about that simply because his personal story was so tragic and all of a sudden watching it lent a different feeling to the movie and blah, blah, blah. Look, I mean, I don't know how many kajillions of dollars that movie ended up making. I mean, I'm going to indict myself. I watched the entirety of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. Now, there were moments I go, mm-hmm. what am I doing? What am I watching here? What's this all about? But to be honest, it was compelling television. And, and I'm not saying, right. you know, we all have to be Pollyannish. But there's just something, I mean, you look at American society. I mean, we are such a, a violent group of people. And so, you know, violence in the street, it, you know, it turns into us looking at violence on our screens. Or maybe the reverse. I, I don't know. I don't just know. one. No, yeah, no right. What came first, know. the chicken or the egg, that. right? None of us know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're talking to Meredith Sell. Her, her uh, article in CT is called De- Jeffrey Dahmer and Killing Our True Crime Obsession. Um Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change the conversation a little bit. Let's end. We have uh... favorite Hallmark series. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. We only have about three minutes left, but let's talk about the stuff we are watching, like stuff that mm-hmm. you like, Meredith. I mean, obviously, you already care about television to write this piece. So, what do you? Yeah, what... is there some? Yeah, what are some things that you like? Um, sure. I, uh, in the last couple of years, this is older, but I love the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh um, my gosh. The Mary, that, yeah. Wait, I didn't know that you was mean streaming. the old Mary Tyler Moore show, like the one from the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. The one from the seventies. Yeah. It, it was on, it's on Hulu. So I didn't I know that. For a while. Hmm. Uh huh. 
Yeah, so I love that. Um, recently, actually, I was watching She-Hulk. That has some issues of its own, for sure. Um, wouldn't recommend it for all audiences. Um, She-Hulk. And then, yeah, She-Hulk. That's a Marvel okay, yeah. Marvel one that just, just wrapped up. And then I've been watching another show um, called Design- Designated Survivor on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Okay, so did you start watching it when it was on NBC? No, 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 no. I actually just started watching it like probably a few months ago. Okay. So I watched I'm a, I'm it. a slow watcher. Okay. I started watching it. I think it was NBC that it was originally on. That's this super, is a Survivor TV show. No, this is Designated Survivor. What's the difference? Very different. Okay. Extremely different. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Not, <laughs> stuck not in reality either. TV show. Okay. okay. So at the State of the Union, uh, there's a bomb that goes off. Okay. And so right. everybody in leadership in America is Runs dead. Runs the basement? Except, no, is dead. Okay. Is dead, pretty much. <laughs> And Keith <laughs> runs there's, to the basement. There's me trying to fill in the blanks. And then it's Survivor down there to decide. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we're mixing the two. No, Kiefer Sutherland is the guy who takes over. Okay. Okay, but he's an independent. Um, and so it's like how to form a whole new government in America with yeah. all of the partisans gone. Oh, that's interesting. It is super interesting. Um, I loved it on NBC, and then I never watched it after it after it transmitted. And Meredith did the opposite. She never watched it on NBC, and now she watches it's it. It's on Hulu. <laughs> What's it on? Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Okay. All right. That's yeah. a very thought-provoking. It was very thought-provoking. What's it called? Designated, Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right. And to be honest, when I'm watching something now, <laughs> I, I don't want to be – like. that's why this article, Meredith, struck me so much because when I turn on the TV set, I don't want to be like emotionally charged. I don't need to be changed. Mm-hmm. There's too much going on, I feel like. So I, I tend to lean towards documentaries. I mean, I know it's okay. kind of milk toast, but I, you know, I just watched a documentary this past week on on Edison, which I found fascinating. And now, mm. and I'm not, you know, there's just something I just, it's kind of like reading a, a a book, a nonfiction book. I go, oh, really? That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That guy lived. He did that. So that's kind of what we we've been leaning into. Okay. However, we have been to the movies twice this week, which is a whole other story. Right. And I tend to, <laughs> I tend to always have to watch something gripping. Really? It has to be gripping in some way for me to watch it. Nothing yeah. that's like, okay, so you're not big on documentaries. I really have not a hard right. time with documentaries. Right. I mean, I like them, but I have to really make myself watch them. All right. Well, so, so you're mm-hmm. not going to watch the Jeffrey Dahmer no, documentary. I certainly am not watching that. All right, Meredith. All right. Well, Meredith, thanks for joining us yeah, on the Meredith. show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, that's Meredith Sell. She's a freelance writer based in Colorado. You can check out her new article in this month's Christianity Today. Nothing in this world beats real-life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot. But then, hopefully, there's a day where the rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real-life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that... The internship is what gets you ready, right? That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world, right? And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists mm-hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation. And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless. On campus, 
people come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality mm-hmm. of these students. This is an A+. Plus. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for. Harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet. Or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Clear skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 38. It'll be pleasant tomorrow with plenty of sunshine. A beautiful start to the weekend will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 39. Increasing cloudiness Sunday will reach a high Sunday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. When the pandemic hit and the economy sank and 2020 was as terrible as 2020 could be, there were all sorts of predictions that the decline in birth rates in America was just going to keep going down and down and down. But it is not the case. In today's New York Times, Peter Coy wrote an opinion piece that I found really interesting about how a new study has found that the predictions were very wrong on two counts first. The downturn in births in 2020 had less to do with the recession and how terrible, you know, all of the economic forecasting was, and actually more to do with travel restrictions, which prevented expectant women from other countries from entering the U.S. to deliver their babies. So that number of women went from whatever it normally was to like nothing. Because they were knocked out of the country. Yes, exactly. They were, you know, you weren't able to do that. In addition... um, The COVID recession didn't discourage women from having babies as much as past recessions have, probably because they said there was some emergency assistance, right, that came from the government that allowed people to be in a little bit of better shape. But another thing is women working from home may have felt like they had more time and were able to have a family that was either larger or have one sooner than they would have in the past. 
Plus, so, so you're they're stuck inside. Yeah, right. Exactly. I right. mean, right. Right. But they're calling it a baby bump. Huh. Which was great news. Which was absolutely not predicted or expected by anyone I read or heard. Um, the new study was published as a National Bureau of Economic Research working paper called the COVID-19 Baby Bump. Hmm. Goes on to say that um, by the end of 2021, the total fertility rate of U.S. born mothers was almost 7% above its, pre-pand- wow. its pre-pandemic trend line. 7% rise. Yeah. So not just better than 2020, but better than before the pandemic. That's excellent news. Yeah, right? I think it is too. Birth rate's been declining for a long time. I mean, you hear that? I'm not having a baby, but seven percent rise. Good. A thousands and thousands yes. of pandemic babies have been born yep. now. The trend was most pronounced among women having their first baby and women under 25, suggesting that the pandemic led many women to start their family sooner. Wonderful. Which I think most is, excellent news. Which I indeed. think is great. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I'm always of two minds when I talk about this because I worked for a decade and had a career before I had kids. And then the next decade of my life, I left my career behind and stayed home with my kids. Um, And then the third decade, I like came back into the workforce. So I kind of did both things and I see the benefits benefits and the joy of both. And the costs of both things for sure. I would not take back staying home with my kids for anything, even though I'm sure I hurt my career in that regard. I'm sure I did. But now that my kids are in college or out of college, I want to tell you I have zero regrets for that time. And so if I'm talking to anybody who's 25 or 35 and you're thinking, oh, I don't know, you know, I have this great career and I don't want to give it up to have kids. If you do, all I'm saying is I don't know anybody I don't know anybody who regrets that time you spend with your kids. And to say this, I mean, people listening going, well, yeah, I guess you could stay at home. You had the resources. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the cost, we did this. We scrimped. We got bought. We, we, yeah. Oh we we really, it was a very hard time. Now, uh-huh. And that's one of the costs. My wife stayed home and she yeah. really smokes. I was so thrilled that she was able to do that. But we were broke It was constantly. We were broke constantly, too. And we fought. My husband and yeah, I fought so about we. money constantly. It was a rough so battle. that was a cost. I'm not saying it was all like joy and roses. No. Once I got my job after, once I came to work here, I can't, I can't tell you how much better we got along. <laughs> yeah, because course. I had, a, because I, there was yeah, an income there. Right. So I'm not saying that it's easy to do, but neither one of us, he nor I regret that. And I think, mm. you know, our kids certainly well, benefited pudding, from it. Right. You see your kids yeah. and you go, yeah, yeah but, that was good. Yeah. And let me say one other thing. In that 10 years I was staying at home, I was working part-time at my church who allowed me to bring my kids to work with mm-hmm. me. That's also an incredible thing for a young parent yep. to be able to do that. Plus we brought our kids here. <laughs> but not often. 1.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. We don't have the ability to change our circumstances, not even a little bit. And maybe we're asking the wrong question. Maybe the question is not, what can I do to change the circumstances? But how can I let these circumstances change me so that I become a better person? It's fantastic. Dr. David Jeremiah and guest Sheila Walsh discuss the new series, The World of the End, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. 
If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Perkel and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. The following is an editorial from Sato Media Group, the owner of this radio station. Hi, this is General Manager Brad Marshall. We're approaching an incredibly important midterm election on Tuesday, November 8th. If you reside in Pennsylvania's 17th Congressional District, will you join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress? Jeremy recognizes that the country is headed in the wrong direction. The country and our Congress needs a course correction, and Jeremy Schaefer can be part of it. Make your plans today and join me in supporting Jeremy Schaefer for Congress. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? John Fetterman. Yep. Oz Guinness. Oz Guinness. Oz Guinness. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Oz. Oz. Maybe Oz Guinness, but well, I don't think That would have been a really good debate if yeah. Oz Guinness would have been there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone was talking about John Fetterman and, and, you know, his inability to be on that stage and be cognitively aware. I mean, and it broke your heart no matter what your politics were. I believe that's true. What was a conversation that made you think? It wasn't a guest. It was you and I yesterday, Kath. We mm-hmm. talked about the power of swearing. swearing. I mean, I, I thought about that a lot. I did too. I, I just think, you know, it has such power, but it also does such damage. It's just something that I've, I've thought about and struggled yeah. with yeah, yeah. a lot in my life. Yeah. And then sometimes I think it doesn't do much damage. You don't. Sometimes I think maybe I've overreacted to that. That's what I was thinking about last night. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it's just, it's given me a lot of. I thought about it a lot, yeah. Of thought food. Uh, I picked Wednesday at 510. Kurt Thompson joins us every month. He's a psychiatrist, he's a writer, and he was talking about perseverance. And it was just a really good conversation about, you know, he always talks about neurobiology, how your brain 
physically works and then how that affects us and how we think and feel and those sorts of things. But at one point we were talking about whether a therapist thinks it's okay to talk about faith mm-hmm. in the therapy room yeah. and how a lot of therapists are very uncomfortable with that. And he was talking about how much they encourage that in his practice, regardless of what your faith is, just to be able to talk about what it is um, and how it impacts how you are processing your situation. I don't know. I thought it was, it gave me also a lot to think about there. So Wednesday at 510, the one you picked was yesterday. 540. 540. Mm -hmm. Any of those things, you can catch up on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. What are you reading? Again, this week, Nothing. I've, I've yet to pick up a book. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing my news feed, which has overtaken my life once again. Yeah. I try not to let it, and I read for enjoyment. I have not read for enjoyment one iota this week. How about you? I'm totally geeked because I finished Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, My great. first Agatha Christie book, and so I listened to it. I didn't sit down and look at it. Because Dan Stevens is one of the best narrators I think mm. I've ever. It is so excellent. If you listen, I, I'm, I might do another Agatha. Hey, fabulous! Yeah, I'd never heard. I've, I mean, I've seen Perot in uh, TV Theaters and whatever, yeah. but never read a book. So Agatha Christie, yeah. nice. I'm ready for the next one. What did you eat Wednesday morning? I it was raining really, really bad, and I drove to Bloomfield, and I had breakfast at Ritter's. Oh, my gosh, Bomb Boulevard. Yep, with a good friend of mine. And we sat there over eggs sunny side up and home fries and bacon and wheat toast and cup after cup after cup Did of coffee. Did you get dip eggs? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Sunny side up, always. Um, I love Ritter's. I know, you know, it was there was a point, I think, where it was, you know, sort of required to say the greasy spoon. But oh, it is a greasy spoon. Don't you think it is? No. Okay. I, That's it, not a negative. That's just kind in, of in a way it is. Okay. Negative. I mean, it, Ritter's has survived because of the service they provide. Of course, the location. Yep. But it's just comfort. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't I agree. tell how many times I've been there. I lived in Bloomfield. We used to go there for dinner. We took our kids there to dinner, have fried chicken. Are they still open twenty four hours? Well, you know what? They were closed for twenty four hours for a big chunk of time, which surprised me the heck out of me. Now, of course, because in that corridor, those high end, you know, condos and whatnot, they're open twenty four hours. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. dip eggs at Ritter's. That was a really good meal and a really great conversation with our friend. I mentioned it last week. Um I went and got Kobasi from S and D, the Polish deli in the strip on Penn Avenue. And but I picked it up last week. I hadn't eaten it yet. And I went home and made potato and leek soup with Kobasi. And I want to tell you, that's so delicious. Do not ever waste your time buying Kobasi at a grocery store. Mm, really, like really. Hillshire Farms, whatever this. They do not know what they're doing with Kobasi. It's terrible. It's a faint replica of the real thing. Go down to S&D. It's not expensive. The people there are wonderful. And the Black Forest Kobasi, it's super dark on mm. the outside. It's like a deep wine color. It is fabulous. What did you watch? We went to the movies a couple of times this week. Yeah, what's week. the deal? I don't know. I mean, we just went to the movies. And we saw this film <laughs> called Triangle of Sadness. Oh, it sounds like a pick-me-up. It actually was very good. It was a lot, it was funny in some ways. Uh, it was kind of like watching four different movies. 
that initially. Is this a foreign film? No, no, it's not a foreign film. But I didn't know anybody in the film. There was nobody who was like, oh, there's a star. It started out as sort of like a look at the fashion world with models. Okay. Uh, it took a considerable amount of time with this couple. And then it moved into life <laughs> of the uber rich on a chartered yacht, which was really interesting. And then it moved into a disaster film. And well, then like Titanic. Kind, I'm telling you, it made, it made Titanic look like a walk in the park. The scenes in this film, you go, what the heck is going on? And then it moved into a survival film on an island. It was fascinating. Was it good? Yeah, we loved it. Really unusual, I'm telling you. Like I said, nobody of, of note, but just really interesting storytelling. Triangle of Sadness. Well, that's really exciting, and mine's super dull because I'm still in MI5, which is streaming on Prime. Oh, you've been doing this. This is like the third know. week. I know, because I just keep watching it. Okay. It's, it's Apparently, there's a lot of concern about what's going on in the British intelligence <laughs> yes, community. Good. What hacked you off? Okay, I, I've said this before, but I can't. We're on the parkway every day. The parkway is like the Autobahn. I mean, mm. people, it is, and I'm not a, for the faint of heart. I've been driving for a long time. There's crazy people on the parkway, and people are going easily 90 miles an hour and weaving in a traffic. It hacks me off because you know you're taking you're taking your life in in in, in you know danger, mm -hmm. and you're taking my life in danger too. Why? Because you want to get somewhere three seconds earlier, right? It just makes me crazy. No, I agree. Please slow down. The thing that hacks me off is, you know, um, we and millions of us watched the Fetterman-Oz debate on Monday night. And that just confirmed in my mind what I've heard in radio spots and TV spots for the last two months, which is that the anti-abortion politicians cannot express themselves on this issue with any degree of credibility or confidence. I cannot figure it out. Either you are pro-abortion or anti-abortion, or if you're something in the middle, then you better explain it. And why can't people talk about it? It seems like the only ads we hear on TV, YouTube, or radio Too extreme. are the fact that women think that any conservative politician is taking away their rights. Right, there are millions of women who don't look at it that way. There are millions of men who don't look at it that way. And you've got to, I mean, that's an argument that has existed for 50 years. Are you telling me that the anti-abortion movement can't come up with something to say against that? Yeah. I mean, if you are for life, then act like you're excited about it. Mm. It's a great thing to be for life. If you're interested in rescuing women from a lifetime of regret, if you're interested in standing with women at a time of such great difficulty, why aren't you happy to say it? Mm, that's good. driving me crazy. What was the best news you heard this week? Best news I heard this week is, in both instances, I had long-ish ish conversations with my kids. Sure. Yeah. They're both away at school, and I'm grateful that they both, because I know this is not always the case. It was, in the, it was most likely my case as well. I did not necessarily want to engage with my parents at a certain point. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of was gone. Mm -hmm. uh, I did come back, of course, and, and I was never totally gone, but I regretted those periods. But my kids' uh, willingness to go, this is where I am, this is what's going on. I don't think they're blowing smoke at me and telling me what I want to hear. 
I'm really appreciative of that. And I don't know what that means, and I don't know how far that goes or where it lands. But open lines of communication, I'm just really, really grateful. It's really good news, at least for me, to hear that. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that, too, because I love your kids. Uh, I would say the best news I heard this week is I got to hang uh, for a whole morning with my Uncle David. And you know David. Mm -hmm. And we had a terrific time. And we haven't been together for months and months and months. And so it was really good to catch up. And Uncle David is not my actual blood relative. He's just somebody we've kind of adopted into our family. Or he's kind of adopted us. I don't know how how it worked. But um, it's really, when you listen to somebody who has known Jesus a long time, talk about him it's really interesting there's like a it's like hearing somebody talk about their spouse Mm. like you know that person really well here's my friend and hearing david talk about jesus i was like wow you know that's somebody he knows it was was really good excellent what have you been listening to i've been listening to this 50 years ago 50 years ago yesterday this album was released it's called yep. Talking Book, nineteen seventy-two. I bought this. I bought this CD. I bought this vinyl. Did you this forty-five at Bender's Music Store? And then I was so moved. It's one of the first albums I ever owned. Here's Stevie Wonder. this album 50 years ago I, I can't believe it's been 50 years but this album in many ways sort of revolutionized how people produced music he's a genius i, I don't people throw that word oh, around no, a lot yeah. stevie wonder's a genius and there it is on vinyl I and mean, I, I just do yourself a favor wherever you're streaming music look tonight at talking book from 1972 Top three favorite stevie songs ever excellent pick this is what i've been listening to happen to press Okay, so is this? Yeah, it's the same one. Samara Joy. Okay, this woman sounds like she's forty-five years old. And she's twenty-four. Isn't she incredible? It's it's an amazing. It's a throwback sound. It is. They don't make them like they used to, right? I mean, so it's style. Yeah. And it's so much knowledge, but it's also what an instrument. Holy smokes! Incredible. What's her name again? Samara Joy. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew 
crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. Attention investors, this is an important announcement from MarketBeat.com. Are you tired of the ups and downs of the stock market? Are you sick of logging into your brokerage account only to find out that you lost thousands of dollars in a single day? At MarketBeat.com, we know that constantly moving in and out of stocks or buying hot stocks after they've already shot up in value is a recipe for disaster. It's time to stop playing the loser's game and invest in stocks that have stood the test of time. MarketBeat.com has prepared a free report titled Seven Stocks to Buy and Hold Forever. Text PROFIT to 68285. The companies in this report might appear to be nothing special at first glance, but financials don't lie. They print billions of dollars of profit each year and show no sign of slowing down. If you would like to receive our free report of seven stocks to buy and hold forever, text PROFIT to 68285 and we'll send you this free report right now. Text PROFIT to 68285. Message and data rates apply. Individual results may vary. Consult with your tax or investment professional. Text PROFIT to 68285. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Available on Salem now. Want to save big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use the code radio. Offer in soon. Shop today. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. You got plans for the weekend? Uh, I well, I've got a lot of yard work. You know, yeah, you know, a lot yeah, of leaves yeah. have come down. We have uh, a lot of big trees raking. in our yard. Do they uh, come by and uh, pick up the leaves? Like you have to bag them. You have to bag them. Yep. Or we just drag them down by the curb. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then the machine comes yep. by and sucks them all up. That would be really great. You have to bag them. Yeah. That's so time consuming. It really is. You've only got like five thousand billion leaves. In oh the my gosh, you can't imagine. If anyone yeah. wants some leaves, you can come see you me. Know, like there's a long line of people want leaves. <laughs> yeah. Some people used to burn leaves. Yes. Right? Believe me, if that was still okay, oh, yeah. we would be all over <laughs> yeah. that. Anyway, uh, looking forward to uh, this weekend in Pittsburgh. I Listen, if I didn't, if my husband wasn't sick, he's still suffering with RSV. Mm. Um, Tyrannosaur time, that would be me. The Jurassic World live tour this weekend, PPG Paints, tonight at 7, tomorrow at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., noon and 4 on Sunday. I would eat it up. So it's a live dinosaur. Well, it's not yes. live. It's an no. animatronic dinosaur You travel show. to the jungles of Isla Nublar, mm. where gyrospheres roll through the valley and scientists work to unravel a corrupt plan and save a new dinosaur from a terrible fate. Wait, so it's it's not a movie. No, the show features more than 24 film-accurate life-sized dinosaurs, including Velociraptor Blue and Tyrannosaurus Rex, more than 40 feet in length. I would Love that. PPG paints. Yes. I bet it's a little pricey. I it uh it's twenty one dollars to twenty four dollars. Okay, so that's not well, very I mean, pricey. You know, yeah. So you got a family, it's pricey, but you know, yeah, I, I get it. Could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. Beatlemania, 
which I'll probably be skipping. You, uh, and you're not a fan I'm of the Beatles, sorry. which is You can really hear a note-for-note note renditions of Can't Buy Me Love, Twist and Shout, Day in the Life, and Here Comes the Sun. Uh, the Fab Four Ultimate Tribute, 8 p.m. tonight at the Benidum. Really? In the Cultural District. People yeah. love that. People really love that. I, I, I'm reading here from the Trib, by the way. I love the Beatles, but I have no desire to see that. Good. I mean, but I do love the Beatles. You know that. Uh, the Boozeum Trick or Treat, a nature-themed Halloween celebration planned for 10 to 5 Saturday at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. You can come in costume, travel through the haunted halls to find spooky specimens like spiders and skeletons and be friendly about it. I'm going to show up and glue my head to a ghost. Are you? Right, in protest. Chatham (laughs) Baroque presenting uh, the Early Music 12th Night Ensemble in concert 7.30 Saturday at Shadyside Presbyterian Church, one of my favorite venues um, that is in Shadyside. Side and uh, tickets are 40, 35, and 20. Very nice. All right. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to hear some classical music yes. inside of a church. That's fabulous. Yeah. Our, hey, our best to everyone who was impacted by today's shooting oh, in trauma. Brighton Heights. We're praying for you. Yes. Also, our best to Paul Pelosi, who was attacked mm-hmm. in his home in California. Um, and our best to you and to your exactly. families. Prayers for you and your peace and for the love of Christ surrounding you. Have a great weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.